Thanks for joining us on the Father's House Podcast, where we are leading people into a growing relationship with Jesus. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online simply by going to thefathershouse.com. We'd love for you to stay connected throughout your week. Now let's go to this week's message. If you have your Bibles, uh, turn with me. We're going to go into the book of Genesis today. Get your notes ready and let's pray. I want to start off today by talking about a real frustration of mine. Can I, can I give vocalness to my frustration? There's a new word, vocalness. Well, I will because I'm in charge right now. I will. Here is a real frustration that I have. And if you have this frustration, you can give a hearty amen or raise your hands or dance whatever you feel like. One of my frustrations is people who always show up late. Amen. How many of you agree with that? that that's, that's a frustration. And, and then they have all kinds of excuses, right? I mean, it's not just showing up late for something. It's like, <clears throat> you know, they're getting ready to check out in the grocery line. <clears throat> and they're tallying up all the things. Listen, I've already got my, my debit card out. I already got my phone number in my mind so I can put it in there to get the discount. And so what do they do? It's $292. Oh, let me see here. Where's my wallet? Where's my card? Where's my something else? And I just want to say, yes. <laughs> or, or you pull up to a toll booth. You've known for five miles that it's a toll booth. And they get there. And, or, or at McDonald's, right? I don't go to McDonald's, but I've seen you know, through drive through And people, then your order is $2.92. Looking everywhere like that. And I, I feel like honking my horn saying, I've got it. I've got you covered. Just move on. My time is more precious than that. And then you hear all these excuses from people. I jotted down a few well-known excuses. This person says, uh, I'm sorry. I, uh, I'm sorry I was late. But do you know how long it takes to give a dollar to every Santa Claus that's on the street on my way to work? <laughs> or here's another one. I was in a meeting. What? You weren't invited? Oh, that's messed up. <laughs> I wasn't late. I just failed to be on time. I just didn't want to seem too eager. Is it spring forward or spring back? And here's, here's a premium I love. It's really not, it's, it, 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 it's really all right because it's not my fault. You just need to give me some more training on how to show up on time. Wow. Don't you love it? Uh, yeah. Uh, sometimes I feel like that because we deal with delays and people giving excuses for delays, I think sometimes that we think the same thing, even though we wouldn't say it, we think the same thing about God. God is late. God is late. There's some of you that are sitting here today and some of you are watching online. As soon as I said that, God is late, you said, yeah. There's an area in my life where God has given me a promise, but it's been months and years and I haven't seen that promise. And I think just maybe, I think maybe, just maybe that he's forgotten the promise that he gave me. Or then the devil comes and condemns us and says, listen, let's just, let's be honest. The reason the promise hasn't been fulfilled is because of you. Is because of you. Now think about that. 
If God can do anything that he wants to do and nothing's too hard for God, do you mean, to believe, do you mean for me to believe that you could do something that would stop the promise that God gave you? See, the reason we think that is because we think that everything is by my works, by my works, by my works. I know we're to work out our salvation. But I'm going to tell you, if God gives you a promise, I believe that promise is still in effect today, even though you haven't seen it. Do you believe that today? Give him a hand clap. Let's pray. Father, wow, what worship today. Thank you, Lord, for everyone who serves here at the Father's house. Thank you for everyone who calls this place their home. Thank you, Lord, for educators like Mary Grace. And Lord, we just come today and just get real and honest and talk about promises that you've given us that we haven't seen fulfilled. It's not an accident that we're here today or people are watching online because you wanted to remind us that you are a God that is faithful and nothing is too difficult for you. So I pray today you'll help me to say what you want me to say Help us to hear what you want us to hear. And don't let me say anything I shouldn't say today. And may you be glorified. May the saints be edified. And may the devil be terrified yeah. in the name of Jesus. Amen. What is it that's too late for you? Terry, I know, you know, God gave me this promise back then, but it's too late now. It's too late. It's too late to start my own business. Do you know how old I am? It's too late for me to break this addiction. you know how long I've had this addiction? Huh. It's too late for me to have a baby. you know how old I am? Second Peter 3 and 9 says, The Lord is not being slow in doing what he promised, the way some people understand slowness. Here's something you might want to jot down or take a picture of. Listen to this. Don't be discouraged. When it seems too late, you don't see how it can happen, but you're in a prime position for God to show out in your life. What is it? What is it? What is it that you feel like it's too late? Let me introduce you today to three things that have really helped me a lot. I call them the principle of the three Ps. Probably not the first time you've heard these. I didn't come up with them. But here they are. And I think I've even preached on this before. Three Ps. Promise, process, provision. A promise, a process, and a provision. God gives us a promise, right? Maybe it's a scripture verse or like someone in the last service said, uh, you know, someone prophesied over me in this way. And I always tell people, if somebody gives you a personal prophecy, first of all, you need to be sure that you know who that person is and know their integrity. But if, a, if somebody gives you a personal prophecy, it should, all, it should always agree with something God is already saying in your heart. And then you can ask God for confirmation and he'll give you a scripture or he'll give somebody else to bring confirmation to that. So I just want to know this. I know there are some promises in the Bible. There's some scriptures. There's some things that God has promised you. And what are they in your life? Now, if you're like me, I like to jump from the promise 
to the provision. Can I get an amen, right? You know, Lord, give me that promise now. Lord, give me the provision. But how many of you know somewhere in between the promise and the provision is this no man's land of faith called in between, in between. Yeah, here, if you, if you eat these healthy things, and if you work out with this principle, then, you know, in a few days, in a few months, you know, you'll look like this. You'll be able to look. But we say, no, look, I want to look at the picture, and I want to give me something that I don't have to go through the process. Just get me to the other end, right? And we feel that way sometimes with God. But here's what I've learned in 53 years of preaching. When God gives a promise... He, all, he most always, I can't say God could do whatever he wants, but he most always takes us through a process of time before we get the provision. And sometimes in that process, it's a problem, a setback, disappointment, unanswered prayer. I thank God there are times in my life that God's given me a promise, and man, I turn around and there's the provision. I say, yay, God, you're so awesome. You're so wonderful. And then there are other seasons where God gives me a promise. And then I go through defeat, loss, affliction. And the worst of all, I go through those times of silence, not hearing anything else. And then we say, God, you, you gave me a word. Can, can, can't you give me something else? And I always feel like that the Lord says, if I'm not saying anything new to you right now, Terry, go back to the last thing that I said to you and hold on to that promise. Hold on to that promise. I haven't forgotten that, but I'm going to you. And, and in times like that, I'm, I'm prone to tank, not trust. And I think maybe I'm talking to some tankers today. Or else God wouldn't lay this on my heart the way he did several weeks ago. That you're in process and you're tempted to maybe give up and say, I'm not sure that he's going to do it. It's too late. He promised me that years ago, but I don't see how it can happen now. Let me give you, let me give you some, some principles to live on, okay? Principles to help us as we go through these three Ps. Number one, don't give up on the promise. Say that. Don't give up on the promise. Don't give up on the promise. Claim the promise. What is that promise? Right there in your notes. I, when I say claim the promise, what the Holy Spirit brought to your mind, I want you to write that promise down. I want you to write that promise down, whatever it might be. It might be healing. It might be breakthrough. It might be a new business. It might be for your kids. It might be for you. I'm not sure what that is, but write down what that promise was that God gave you, or maybe he even dropped it in your mind right now. So we're going to look at one of the famous Bible characters of all in the Old Testament, and his name was Abraham. At age 75, wow, I'm 72, but age 75, God says, I'm going to promise you that you're going to be the father of many nations. Genesis 12, verse 2, God says, I'll make my covenant between me and you, and I will multiply you exceedingly. Abraham's, father, Abraham's name meant father of many sons, father of many nations, father of many. And can you imagine what it was like when caravans would come through Abraham's area? You know, you always, uh, you know, hospitality was a big area, and you'd open up your tent, you'd open up your food, you'd open up everything to caravans coming through. I wonder how many caravans came through and when Abraham introduced himself as Abraham, which means, and they would have known it, known it a father of many. I wonder, I wonder how many times Abraham had to answer the question, oh, father of many, how many sons, how many kids do you have? 
Zip, zero, zilch, nada, none. But God promised me. But God promised me. I wonder how often he felt embarrassed. Oh, here comes another caravan. And they're going to ask me that question. How many sons did I have? Lord, you promised me. I don't have any right now, but you promised me. But I wonder how, I wonder how difficult it got. I, I wonder if, if every month I can imagine him going to Sarah and saying, how you feeling, babe? You feel any morning nauseousness? How you, you know, you're, I imagine him running to Publix Pharmacy and buying out every pregnancy kit that there was. Here's another one. Try it out, try it out, try it out, try it out. 25 years. By the time that God gave him the first promise that he'd have a son, till he has a son of Isaac at age 100. 25 years, 300 months, 300 times, she said to him, nope, I'm not pregnant. Nope, I'm not pregnant. Nope, it hasn't happened. 300 times. I wonder how many times they got just a little discouraged. Wondering just a little bit. Maybe I've messed it up. Maybe God's not going to do this. So I'm just going to simply say to you today, don't give up on the promise. It doesn't matter how old you are. I mean, if your heart's still beating, then God must not be through with you. So you come to Florida and say, I'm just going to retire and I'm just going to sit back. But there's something in your heart of a purpose that's bigger than you. And you know it's a purpose bigger than you. But you think, how could I ever make that happen because I'm too old? I don't have the finances. I'm from the wrong side of the street. I'm that. Here, listen. If God gives you a promise, it doesn't matter how long it delays. As long as you've got a heart breathing, you have a chance for that to be fulfilled. Claim the promise and hold strong to the promise. But as you hold strong to the promise, number two, you've got to trust God through the process. Say it with me. Trust God through the process. Genesis 17, verse 1. When Abraham was 99 years old, wow, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am El Shaddai, God Almighty. Serve me faithfully and live blameless life, and I will make a covenant with you, which I guarantee you to give you countless descendants. He told him that at 75. He said, I'm going to make a covenant with you, and I'm going to give you many descendants. Now he's 99. God comes back. I wonder if it's because God knew that Abraham needed just a little encouragement to remind him, I'm still in covenant with you. Could it be that one of the reasons God laid this on my heart today is because he wants to say to you, what I promised you then, I'm reestablishing it today because I'm still the God that nothing is impossible with me. Wow. Genesis 17, verses 16 and 17. God's still given the promise. And he said, I'm going to bless her, Sarah, not a concubine. I'm going to bless her, Sarah. And I'm going to give you a son from her. Isn't it interesting how God keeps reaffirming? And I'll bless her richly, and she'll become the mother of many nations. Kings of nations will be among her descendants. He's 99, she's 89. Genesis chapter 18. And Abraham and Sarah were both very old at this time. He's now 100, 
and she's 90. And Sarah was long past the age of having children. So she laughed silently to herself and said, how could this worn out woman like me enjoy such a pleasure, especially when my master, my husband is so old. <laughs> Pre-Viagra days. I think it's very critical for us to see this. God, you're saying that I'm still going to bear children? I'm past bearing children age. Do you know how long it's been since my husband came to bed with me? What's she saying? See, sometimes... God allows in his timetable for things to get to the place that there's nothing else you can do to make it happen except to trust it. Because we like to try to make it happen, don't we? Oh, I'll just make a phone call. I'll make this. I'll say to this person, I'll say, hey, can you speak for me in this way? Hey, can you do that? Can you do this? Can you do that? Can you open up doors for me? Can you do all that? And sometimes, sometimes because, because God wants us to know how personal it is to us, he stretches out. He lets that time frame stretching out till it's virtually impossible for you to start that career. It's impossible for you to start that business. It's impossible for you to be healed because the doctor's report says no way. And those are the times that God God shows up to say, hey, remember me? Genesis 18, look at this, verses 13 through 15. The Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh and say, shall I indeed bear a child now that I'm old? I love this next line. Underline this. Say it out loud with me. Is anything too hard for the Lord? And I know some of you right now are saying, but Terry, this is what, what God has put in my mind, in my heart. It's too, it's too impossible. I can't, you, you, you don't understand. I'm not in the right situation. I don't have the right education. I don't have all of these. I don't have those. But I love this next phrase. Look, at the what time? Appointed time. At the appointed time. That means predetermined, arranged, set time. The Lord says, look, I could have given you that. I could have, I could have made this happen 30 years ago, but I've got so much for you to do in my kingdom. You've got to know that you're at the end of yourself and there's no way, but I had an appointed time, a strategic sign. So here's what I'm saying. I hear, I hear blessings coming that has your name on it. I hear breakthrough that's coming that has your name on it. I hear promises coming that has your name on it because you've been faithful and you've just... All I have to give you, Lord, to the king, is I just worship you. I just worship you. So look at this. At the appointed time, I'll return to you next year. And Sarah will have a son. And Sarah, I love it. She's so real, isn't she? I didn't laugh. I didn't laugh. Uh, for she was afraid. He said, no, you, you, you did laugh. Maybe the odds are against you. Every month... Every week, you expected the breakthrough. You thought, I'm going to get well this month. And it's another month. I'm going to meet the right person this month. And it's another month. 
God didn't miscalculate the predetermined time. And he didn't accidentally choose you to be the wrong person. You're right where Abraham and Sarah was. A baby at 90 and 100 years of age. You see, we could look as Abraham. Look, I'm past my prime. The medical report says it's too late. The financial experts say that things are closing down. We have the wrong political party, no matter whichever one it was. We have the wrong governor. We have the wrong this. We have the wrong something else. It's not the right time. That's when God steps in and says, let me show you who I am. I'm not limited by time. I'm not affected by the economy, you see. I'm not restricted by your age. I'm not held back by your background or the opposition that you're feeling right now or how long it's been that I gave you the promise. I control the universe. When I speak, wombs open and come back to life. When I speak, Red Sea parts and my children go free. When I speak, sickness leaves. When I speak, addictions broken, marriages are restored. And when I speak, opportunities will knock on your door instead of you knocking on that door. I'm still the God that promised you and I am faithful in that. God says, you can't see what I'm doing. I'm moving the wrong people out of your way. I'm lining up your healing. I'm lining up my favor. I'm lining up good breaks that are going to start coming to your life. Amen. You see, here's what we have to understand. If you could figure it out, there would be no faith in it. How, how do you figure that out? No, it takes faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. I, uh, I reread the story of the Chinese bamboo tree this week. There's a picture of it. When I think of process, I'm reminded of the truth about the Chinese bamboo tree. It's a nut that's planted in the soil, and it has to be watered and fertilized every single day for five years. And then finally, it breaks through the ground. At that time, it's, during that time of the five years, it spreads out its root. And if at any time during that five years, if you miss a day of watering it or fertilizing it, it dies in the ground. But in the fifth year, the Chinese bamboo tree finally breaks through the ground and it grows to some 90 feet tall in six weeks. But it took five years of developing a strong, deep root system so it wouldn't topple over. Some of you have given up speaking and fertilizing the word God gave you because it's too late, too many setbacks. Richard, God hadn't forgotten you. He hasn't forgotten that you need a kidney transplant. He hasn't forgotten how many times that you hoped that this would be the one that would work and it didn't work. He hasn't forgotten you. He's already given you the promise. He's already given, and it'll be the right kidney. It'll be the strong one. He's already given you the promise. Now, as we move into the Christmas season, there are a lot of people that think about coming back to church. But the second thing they think is, ah, I've waited too long. I've waited too long. I've waited too long. 
at Christmas, we give out six packs. It's not your grandmother's church. We give out six packs on a Sunday. It's six invite cards. And uh, it talks about our Christmas season, a real look. We're taking Christmas movies and looking at those and learning some biblical truths. Look at the real Christmas. So I would like for you, ushers are going to pass the six-packs. Reach in there, take one or two six-pack if you want. Somebody at the last service said, Richard said, they said to me, hey, I want some extras. You got any extras? I said, yeah, go see Richard. See the guy in blue. He's got plenty for you, all right? So she said, I've got so many people that I want to invite. So here's what I'm saying. Some of the people that you, God is going to lay on your heart to invite to come to church during December, prime time, they've been in process for a while. They've been in process. You said, yeah, but I've invited them, but they haven't come. You'll meet the Simmons one day out at the next steps table or the welcome here, start here. You know what Christina said? We were invited seven years to the father's house before we ever came. She said, then we, we came. So who is it that the Lord wants you to be a hand in helping them through the process? Use those cards and let's reach out to people. So principle number one is that we want to claim the promise, keep the promise, hold the promise. And then number three, we want to give all the glory to God for the provision. Don't give up on the promise. Trust God through the process and give all the glory to God for the provision, for the provision. Genesis 21, 1 through 3, and the Lord kept his word and did for Sarah. Look at this. I underline three, three times in this verse, God says, I keep my word. The Lord kept his word, underline, and did for Sarah exactly what he, was, what he had promised, underline that. She became pregnant and gave birth to a, son, to a son for Abraham in his old age. This happened at just the time, there it is again, underline, the time that God said it would. And Abraham named their son Isaac. Isaac means laughter. It's sort of humorous to me. God says, you want to laugh? I'll give you something to laugh about. <laughs> laugh about Isaac. Three times God says, it happened just as I promised. It may seem like it's too late for you. That medical report may not be good. The setback in your finances is tough. The odds are against you, but you haven't missed your chance. The window hasn't closed. In verse 7 of chapter 21, it's not in your notes, but she says this, who would have ever thought that I would have a baby at such an age? I'm going to tell you, there's some of those who would have ever thought blessings that are coming to you? Who would have ever thought my business? Who would have ever thought that someone this awesome would come into my life? Who would have ever thought that I would feel this good again? Psalm 37 and 34, would you read it with me? Don't be impatient for the Lord to act. Keep traveling steadily along his pathway, and in due season, he will honor you with every blessing. There's a great book I encourage you to read. It's called Locked In, The Will to Survive and the Resolve to Live by Victoria Arlen. Unbelievable story. At age 11... She grew up, she was very healthy, very active, but at the age of 11, she had a pain in her side, and they thought it was appendicitis, and so they removed her appendix, but that didn't help. She continued to go downhill, and she lost 30 pounds in a few weeks. The doctors were baffled, and they couldn't figure out what was wrong. She lost her ability to swallow. Then she lost her ability to move her arms or her legs. 
They took her to the hospital, and she was in a coma. She couldn't open her eyes. She couldn't communicate. She was finally diagnosed with a rare autoimmune disorder in the swelling of her brain. Her parents were told she's going to be in a coma the rest of her life. In fact, she probably won't live very long. Against all odds, those Christian parents believed that God was still in control and that God was a healer. Month after month went by, and they would sit by her bedside, and they would talk to her, speaking faith into her. Two years later, she woke up on the inside. Catch that. She woke up on the inside in telling her story. She couldn't move. She couldn't communicate. She couldn't open up her eyes. But she was aware of everything that was going on. She could hear the doctors telling her parents, there is no hope. What are you holding on for? There's no chance for her to recover. She could then hear her mother saying, Victoria, I love you. We're going to believe the report of the Lord. He has purpose for you. You're going to make it. God's going to show and do what he can do more than medicine. Victoria said, I'm laying there in this prison, not able to communicate, but aware and hearing everything that's going on. And she said, I had the resolve to say to myself, I'm not a victim, but I'm a victor. She said, thoughts would come to me as I was laying in that state, as in a locked prison. You're trapped. You're never going to get out. You can't even communicate and let people know that you're aware. And she would say, I would say to myself, nope, my time is coming. This is not how my story ends. It seemed like it was too late. Trapped in her body, in a coma, not able to communicate. Three years later, she opened her eyes. That was the start of her journey back. She had to learn how to speak again. She had to learn how to eat again. Everything came back except she was still paralyzed from the waist down. Even though she was grateful to be in the wheelchair and to be able to move, she wasn't satisfied. She said, in telling this story, I knew that God would finish what he started in my life. I knew that I would be able to walk again. So through prayer and hard work and training, she defied all the odds and took her first steps. Today, Victoria Arlen can not only walk, but she can run. She was on Dancing with the Stars. She's one of ESPN's youngest on-star personalities. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Don't be fooled by your circumstances. You may not see anything. The odds may be against you, but God is working. How many of you today that are Christ followers, you would say, you know what, that really spoke to me today because God has given me a promise or some promises and I've given up on them. Would you just raise your hand because I want to pray for you today. Just raise your hand high. Yep, this spoke to me today. I've got some promises that God has given me and I want to pray for them. Listen, if you don't have a promise that you're clinging to, you need to ask God to give you a promise. That's scary if you're not able to raise your hand. That means that you are living promiseless. But what it really means is that you feel like God can give everybody else a promise but you. 
Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you today that you're a father full of promises. I pray first of all for those that know that they have a promise from you and it's just been really difficult and hard. And almost they've been prone to say, you know, I don't guess I'll ever see this promise fulfilled. Lord, I ask you to encourage them in the process today. Let this teaching take deep root into their heart as it's taking deep root into my heart. Because I know there's still promises that I'm waiting and believing for. And Lord, I pray for those who weren't able to raise their hand that they really don't have a promise. Because the enemy has kept them from believing that they're worthy of a promise. I pray, Lord, that you will reignite a hopeful promise. As every head is bowed and as you're praying and asking God to help you to stay in the process, there may be others here today that would simply say, you know what? I need God. I've tried to change my life and tried to do it on my own, but I haven't been able to. And I believe maybe God brought me here today to remind me that I can't change my life. He has to change my life. Or maybe you say, you know what? I've been, I've been, I've been too far away from God. I've, uh, I feel too deep in this addiction. I feel too far away from him. God sent me to tell you today that you're not too far from him because he's everywhere. He's been with you in the darkness. He's been with you in the disappointments. He's been with you in the frustrations. Today, it's time to come home. It's time to come home. Time to come home. Scripture said, as many as call upon the Lord, they'll be saved. That means you. I can call upon him today and I can be saved. See, he can forgive you of your sins. And then he can give you a purpose and a promise to live for. And an eternity to celebrate. Boy, I want to pray for you today if that's you. If that's you online, if that's you in the house, I don't want you to leave today uncertain about your eternity and your destiny. I want you to know without a shadow of a doubt that if you were to die today, you could be in the presence of the Lord. Because that's what he promised. He said if we would trust in him, he has our eternity settled. But if you're here today and you're not sure, you're unsure, maybe years ago you were following the Lord, but you need to rededicate your life. You got sidetracked. And you need the Lord to reignite the promise today. In just a minute, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand and make eye contact with me. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you out. I'm just going to lead you in a prayer today. Because Jesus wants to, he wants to reignite the hope. He wants to give you a purposeful, hopeful life. So if you're here today and you say, Terry, I need prayer today. I need to surrender my heart to the Lord or resurrender my heart to the Lord. Would you just raise your hand right now, make eye contact with me, and let me pray with you today. Say, yeah, that's me today. I need the Lord to do that for me. Just lift your hand right where you are, online, or those that are in the house. That's me today. I need to surrender my life. I want to surrender my life to the Lord today. I am lost, and I need to be found. I need a Savior. Just lift your hand and let me pray with you today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let me lead us in a prayer for those in the house and those that are watching online. Would you pray this prayer with me, Father God? Thank you for loving me. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to die for my sins. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord 
and that you raised him on the third day. As best as I know how, I want to serve you all the days of my life. Reignite hope in my life. Fill me with your spirit. In Jesus' name. As a church, it's our honor to play a small part in all that God is doing in and through your life. And we would love to help you continue that journey. To find out what your next steps are in your relationship with Jesus, all you have to do is go to thefathershouse.com forward slash next. Join us next week as we continue to love God, help people, and make disciples.